All right, and we are back with another episode of The Buzz. I'm your host, Sherwin with Gospel Music Buzz. Follow us, Gospel Music Buzz, on all social media platforms. Happy Women's History Month. And today we're joined by multi-Grammy award-winning, nationally syndicated host, Erica Campbell. Erica, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Hello, hello. Yes, yes, yes. And how are you doing today? I mean, I'm assuming you're feeling all right, feeling blessed, but how are you? Yes. Yes, I am. I love that. I caught that. I am. All is well. Can't complain. My daughter's home from college and uh, spending some time with her a little bit later. So I'm excited. And then my son has a performance tonight. So all is well in the Campbell house. Oh, love it. Love it. I know you have a daughter that's away in college. I mean, what does that say? You know, you know, you just want to have already left the nest. What is that feeling for you? It's exciting but nerve-wracking because I just miss her. She's a great kid, um, but I'm happy for her growth and, you know, her becoming the woman she will become. Praying that I placed enough inside of her for her to walk in her purpose uh, and not bump into too many walls. I know she'll hit some because she's 18, but hopefully not too many. Not not too many. That can always be the prayer for all of our kids as they tend to leave the nest gradually. So, yes, yes. yes. And I know you recently won an NAACP Image Award for your single positive. I mean, you know, you've won several awards before, but how much more important is this award for you? You know, the NAACP Image Award for positive, how much more important is this award for you? The Image Award is great because it's by your peers. Uh, you know what I mean? And by peers, I mean Black people, not just mm-hmm. Rolla music, like say with the Grammys or American Music Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just feels really, really great to be acknowledged just for the song period. The song was just very important to me to shift mindsets. You know, um, I understand a lot of people are struggling, but choosing to be positive, choosing to focus on um, who God has called you to be, who you are, your assignment, your purpose is crucial to your success. You have to take an active part in being positive. And so um, I was just really excited for that song to go and be number one and then, you know, win an award. It's just really, really amazing and very, very rewarding. Yeah, I know it was nominated for, for a Grammy as well. And you mentioned, you know, uh, number one on the charts, but you touched on something just now, but being very active in, you know, wanting to achieve that positivity. Can you yes. expand a little bit more on that? Like, what are some things that you have done and continue to do? Because I know being positive, it's a daily thing, right? Not just a one-off thing. So what are some things that you continue to do just to be in that space? Um, staying positive is so important to me because I'm in the music industry. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm a gospel artist, I'm a mom, I'm a wife. And so there's always things that you can latch onto that are negative that will tell you uh-huh. things will be horrible. Um, I often tell my kids, uh, I ask my children, what are you saying to yourself about yourself? It's crucial and very important. So I tell myself that I'm more than a conqueror. I tell myself that I'm an overcomer. I tell myself that I'm capable to do what I'm doing. I tell myself that the rooms that I walk in, God opened the door for me and I'm supposed to be there. So I try not to lead with insecurity, though we all have it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I try not to lead with doom and devastation, even though we know that's real in the world that we live in today. Um, I try to put hope ahead of it. And so that'll put you in the right direction of being positive. You know, and if, if scripture tells us to think on whatsoever things are lovely and pure and of a good report. You know, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And a lot of times yeah. we are so trying to pr- so busy trying to protect ourselves from what's going wrong. We're not acknowledging what is right. And God is right. Yeah. And he always protects his own. And so 
when you kind of live in that space, uh, you have to constantly remind yourself because it's easy to kind of go the other way when you see what's going on in the world or, you know, maybe someone says no or you don't get the job or, you know what I mean? Some contract doesn't go through or something you're trying doesn't come off the way you want it to. You have to tell yourself, but I know that there's purpose in what was placed on the inside of me. So I'll do it again. It didn't work that time, but I'll do it again. I won't quit on me. And um, that's the intentional work that I do with myself, especially when you hear people's stories of how long it's taken them to get to success or Mm -hmm. how long they've been dreaming or how long they've been working at it. You know, people, overnight success is usually never overnight. And so you have to stay positive and stay on the grind and keep pushing in order to get to that place or that level of success. You know, you you mentioned just now, and sometimes when things doesn't always go in the direction that you hope that they may go in, but also too, in terms of just, you know, staying on the grind, this makes it 10 years now, I believe if my math is correct, that you've been a solo artist. You know, you've been with me, you know, you were with Mary Mary, but when you branched off, I believe 2013 or so, in those beginning days, I'm sure there was a lot of concern, even in your own head, like, you know, hey, what, you know, how are people going to perceive it? Me as a solo artist versus Mary Mary. But now 10 years down the line, just looking back at the beginning, what were some of those thoughts and how has those kind of dispelled over the years? Oof. Can you do this? Why are you doing this? Mary Mary is successful. You guys have a a, a highly rated reality show. Yes. You just won a Grammy for Go Get It, your last mm-hmm. round. You know, your phone is ringing constantly. Why? Um, and um, in addition to Tina taking a break, I just yeah. felt like I was supposed to keep going. I just mm-hmm. I knew it in my heart. And so um, it was God's opportunity to remind me of the dreams that I had. And it was not easy because nobody was on board. I literally lost members of my team because they didn't like a little more Jesus. I would go into interviews and every interview would be like, what is this you doing? Where's Mary Mary? Even now, people still ask, no matter what I've achieved as a solo artist, when is Mary Mary coming back? You know, probably the same thing that BB and CC have to do when they're Mm -hmm. having interviews or the Clark sisters when they do solo stuff. It just is what it is. Um, so I learned not to be offended by it, but it didn't always feel good. I think the thing that stung the most was a comment um, from a random fan. I don't know who it was, but they put, you don't need a little more Jesus. You need a little more Tina because she's the singer. You're just, wow. a, yeah, you, she's the singer. You're the pretty one. Mm. So, um, yeah, so I heard a lot. I heard a lot. Mm. Um, even managers or people that I would work with, they will be working with me. Mm. And they would say, but if we had Mary Mary, then it would really, you know, so... I went back to square one, even from the amount of money that I was taking, the type of hotels, how I would travel, um, all of that. I had hosted the the Stellar Awards maybe three or four times. And when it came time for me to perform A Little More Jesus, which was the first song I came out with, yeah, um, they only gave me a minute and 34 seconds. I couldn't perform the whole song and it had to be mm. a collaborative performance with three other artists. So it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. No, and and again, just because I, 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 you know, I've seen certain things in that in that process, but I mean, this year, you know, being such a long time in that you're doing that, and to still think that you know some of those are still lingering around, which is you know, it's it's kind of crazy, but I mean, regardless of the fact, you know, the fact that you're still showing up every day, you're still getting on that grind, you're still showing up with that positivity that you kind of led with before. And I think that that's important because a lot of times it's one thing to sing about something, but it's to actually live it, do it while you're actively singing about it. And that's why I believe everyone gravitates so much 
these records that you release him because they're not just words on the paper, right? This is stuff that you're going through and dealing with every single day. So thank you for sharing that. More than welcome, more than welcome. And, you know, just, uh, you know, on a slightly funnier side of things, you know, what's, I guess I should, how should I phrase this? What's one of your most funniest fan moments? Because I'm assuming, you know, I'm not going to say it during the Stellas because I know during the Stellas, if you come out of the hotel, everywhere you go, you can't even grab coffee. Everyone is there sticking a phone in your face. But is there any better moment that you care to share? Oh, there's a few. Um, I remember the year the Stellas were in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and Tina were staying at the Gaylord Hotel. Mm-hmm. And it's a group uh, that was, I guess, staying on the same floor. And me and Tina came out of the elevator. And they were, like, kind of down the hall. And all mm-hmm. we heard was, Mary, Mary. And it was four girls. And they charged us and jumped on us and hugged. And it was like... It was cool. I was like, where's your camera, girls? Let's take pictures. Nice to see you. They were amazing, amazing singers. It was yeah. great to see too. But it was, it was it was intense. And then there was a time I was, we were in uh, Ottawa, Canada. Mm-hmm. And I was married by then. I think I'd mar- been married like two, three years. Mm-hmm. And a guy came up with a, a scarf and it had Erica and it had his name. And he said, the Lord told him that I was his wife. And I said, I'm sorry, did the Lord forgot to tell you that, that I just, I got, I'm already married. Like the Lord didn't. Now, which Lord were you talking to, pray tell? Because the one I serve knows. I don't know if your Lord. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been, it's been some craziness. Wow, that, that's hilarious. Because, I mean, it's one of those things, right? Kind of looking at it from the outside. Everyone puts celebrities on the pedestal, right? They're not looking at the humanized side of it. And right. we're feeling as though, you know, we know you guys, right? Because we were watching it from the outside. We were seeing some of the ups, some of the downs. Yes. And we were watching it grow. And we were like, oh my goodness, you know, I know this person. And when you see the person, your first approach is, hey, I'm going to go give them a hug or shake their hands. And then something got a click in your hand, like, oh, wait a minute. But they really don't know you. You can't just approach it like that. So, but you know, I'm very, I'm very comfortable with my fans and supporters I always tell them especially when they say oh I'm sorry I don't want to bother you Mm -hmm. I'll I'll tell them I'm only here because of you I'm here because you bought the music because you watched the show because you followed on social media and so I'm always appreciative and I you know want to say hello I want to hear your stories because I'm not doing it just for the charts I'm doing it to change lives and so when people hear their story and share their testimony it lets me know that I'm doing something right you know um have I reached everybody I want to reach no have I achieved all the success I want to achieve? No, but there have been people that I know I've been blessed to touch and change their life. So when I meet them, it is an honor. Not the entitled ones. There are some entitled ones. Mm-hmm. Pretty funny. Yeah. They, yeah, they, I think they think they own you a little bit. Like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know. I'm like, yo, I'm not yours. <laughs> the music is, but I'm not. So. Oh, oh my God. I love it. I love it. I love your attitude. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're in women's history month. Yes. You've you've authored a book, more than pretty, doing the soul work that uncovers the true beauty. Yes, I touch a little bit on why you know, like the the necessity behind that book. Why you felt like, hey, this is needed right now. 
Uh, what were some of the inspirations and things that you have seen, maybe even in your own life and family members' life that you're like, hey, this needs to be, you know, written down and this needs to be shared with others? With everything that I had learned and gone through, um, my mom has always said, you don't go through for yourself. Your testimony will encourage and bless somebody else. And so I knew that there were lessons that I had learned and the enemy will try to demonize who you are and make you feel bad for what you are, whether you are tall and statuesque and beautiful and you don't realize it and you've spent your whole life hating the fact that you're tall or being the girl who sings in church and feeling mm -hmm. like that because I'm corny, I'm not cool. You know what I mean? I can't do this. I can't do that because I always have to be in choir rehearsal and not realize that it was liter literally training and prep for who I am. And so when you realize that all that you are will serve a purpose in your life yeah. um, uh, and you learn those lessons, it's like, gosh, I've got to share this. So yeah. the chapters reflect learning, you know, creating new normals, you know, your circle of friends, um, knowing who you are, being comfortable in your own skin, um, being honest about your past and what God has brought you from and realize that, too, is a testimony. Um, I had to I had to write it down. And, you know, because I'm so optimistic, people think I'm optimistic because everything's been great. Mm -hmm. They don't realize this is like a literal choice that I could talk about yeah. the things that suck, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that I could get in my little bubble and be a friend. I could, too. Mm -hmm. But I choose not to. Everybody's personality isn't like mine. Um, I'm, I'm naturally optimistic and, and, and hope filled, you know, even when things suck. Like I was mm -hmm. in an accident and I was like. I didn't die. You know what I mean? As wow. opposed okay. to yeah. in a car accident, I was, but I'm also still alive, you know? So whether it was breakup, was boyfriends, because I talk a lot about that, and a lot of that happened while I was, you know, out front. And mm -hmm. so learning to process that while still having to serve in church and on stage yeah. and sing songs like Can't Give Up and sing songs like Help and all those things when, when you feel like, God, I'm not even getting the help that I need, and I have to tell mm -hmm. them, you know? So... Uh. Um, when you learn that and you experience that, I, I realized it was a book. And then I was doing the radio, radio show and every segment, I, I do like three different segments, something called the Ericaism of the day, the faith mm -hmm. Day, and the love talk. And as I was talking, I was going, hey, you kind of know some stuff, write this down. And um, I just started gathering I, and I had like a stack of notebooks like this high of just oh, wow. thoughts and ideas and, and lessons and testimonies and, and concepts. And so... I wanted to put it in a book, and so I did for more than pretty. And I, I'm still talking about it to this day. And it was written a few years ago, 2017 or 18. And I'm just really grateful for the impact that it's making. And, and that's the cool thing about a book; it's here forever, just like the yeah. here forever. Yeah, it's exactly no, and definitely testimony. Yeah. So the testimony is here forever. That's more important. Yeah, yeah, no, no, and that and that's 100 percent because you know I have. We have two daughters, and I think kind of, you know, looking at that and just even looking from afar with, you know, certain things, you know, that they're now going through and they're now dealing with and the comparison, the comparison, I'm like, you're beautiful, you're this, you're that, but still there's this constant comparison. So I think having resources out there that you can point them to to say, hey, you know, check this out or you do this or what may have you definitely is, is necessary. So I'm glad that. You know, that's another resource that's out there as well, too, that we can go back yeah. and reference. But then have them listen to the audiobook. How old are they? 14 to 15. Oh, for sure. Have them listen to the audiobook. Perfect. 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 I definitely will will do that for sure. And I will 
send you a message with any feedbacks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you for that. <laughs> you know, and kind of just thinking of their ages right now, you know, if you were to speak to your 15-year-old self, 15-year-old Erica running around the high school hallway, stressing about whatever she's stressing about, knowing what you know now, what would you say to that little girl? Oh, God, I would tell her, don't worry, everything's going to be all right. But she wouldn't listen. It's a hard head. I was hard head. You know, and you don't you don't learn it until you learn it. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And so you have to be intentional with girls with the empowering messages. And it has to be wrapped in scripture because there's more power in the word of God. And um, even if they don't process it, that word of God will take root when you make them say it and you have those conversations and you give them the examples. Um, it helps them to see and realize the truth of God. I remember when my daughter was a young girl, there was a show on television in this particular episode. Every woman that was on there was brown skin. Um, two of them had natural hair. Um, and then I had a Essence magazine and that woman was brown. And so I was telling her, I was just going, oh, look at all these beautiful brown women. I didn't make it weird. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, look at this beautiful brown woman. Oh, she's, oh, she's chubby like you. Oh, look at her. Oh, look at her uh -huh. hair. Oh, she has a pup like you. She's uh -huh. on TV. Oh my God, she's so beautiful. And so she was able to see that. And I'm sure she still had her stuff, but yeah. my goal and my effort was to affirm her, to allow her to see versions and visions of herself in successful places, influential places that would allow her to know that that is possible too, that you don't only see um, people that look opposite of you in positions of power, you know? Well, I love that. And that's definitely something that I myself need to implement a bit more for sure. One, 100%. Absolutely. And you know, you, we were mentioning this on just in the gospel music industry in it of itself, right? You've been very impactful, you know, again, with you and Tina, you by yourself, just overall your contribution to the industry. But I think one of the things that I admire more about you, you started doing it even more actively, you have been doing it, but even more actively the last few years was your intentional approach of sending the elevator back down. You know, you started with your, you know, support kingdom music. I see you support so much independent artists there that otherwise will never, you know, in the, by the break of day, get that level of, you know, push that level of visibility. What you're doing also on this show, you know, you bring on independence and some Thursdays and then different other things. But why is that so important for you to really like champion that cause? Because everybody needs a shot. Everybody needs a chance. And when you don't have the big machine and the big money behind you, um, I know the influence that God has given me. So me just posting them on my page allows them to be seen by people who wouldn't normally see. I'm grateful for the social media following that I have. Um, there is a, a director who worked on, I think, a few seasons of Mary Mary that literally comes to my page just for Kingdom Music. Wow. And um, he says, thank you all the time. Thank you for introducing me to this person and that person. Mm. And so it's just, I love that. I love hearing that. Um, and it is always intentional. If I know one of my friends are going on tour, I know what it means, not just for them to win, but for someone in the genre to yes. win. You know, when the powers that be see a gospel, sees that a gospel concert can sell out a venue in a mainstream area, mm -hmm. then they're open to other artists, you know? So if I shed light, then it not only works for them, it works for all of us. Yeah. So as people realize there's great music that is still contemporary, also hip hop, also mm -hmm. choir, you know, also quartet, 
uh, it just helps us as a whole, you know. And so I'm always willing to to push that forward. Um, I, I don't know that I got a lot of that when I started, probably because I was at Columbia with a big company with a big push. Yeah. Uh, I didn't always feel supported by uh, the people that were ahead of me. And I never wanted anybody to feel that. And so I try to be intentional. Uh, if, if I see them at the Stellars, you know, whether it being a, an encouraging message or sending them a note through their manager or publicist, I always try to just send that bit of encouragement because it's so important. They may need it, use it, remember it, or may not. But I know my heart is always to to in, genuinely be kind and genuinely encourage them to keep going because this is tough. No, no I, the industry is tough, and then the yeah. devil is tough, and then we're fighting our own things. You yeah. know, not to mention if you're in the group, everyone has a different mindset. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's crazy. No, well, again, you know, even though they all say thank you on behalf of all of them, I'm going to say thank you again because it's amazing to see. I want to see a whole lot more of that from everyone else, but you're doing it and it's just so amazing, so powerful. I've known in the webinars that have called me literally in tears, like, did you see this? Did you see that? And I'm like, yeah, I see it. Definitely keep pushing, keep going. So you're you're making a massive impact, whether you know it or not, with just that alone. Wow. All, Great. You know, um, I know we're, we're coming up close on time, but I wanted to just, you know, kind of spotlight again, even with your, you know, nationally syndicated radio show, this is the sixth year that you're going into that gate. So congratulations to you on that. And, you know, with with the radio show, seven, you know, seven, seven years? Seven years. Oh, yes. yeah, seven, seven, seven years. So I guess I got, I, I have to carry the one, carry the one. Yeah. In the, <laughs> but, you know, with the radio show, your music career, you know, you're a first lady at Cali Worship. Shout out to your church. You know, you guys just had an amazing, you know, choir night just recently. You know, I wasn't there, but I saw from your IG live, it was, it was rocking. <laughs> so good. So with, with all of that in it of itself, like how do you, you know, balance your responsibilities with the station, doing a show so many days a week with the music career? You're a mom, you're a wife, you're a first lady. There's a whole lot going on there. Mm-hmm. How are you kind of balancing all that and still finding time just for your own, you know, relaxation and your own you know, mental space. God gives you the ability to gain wealth. He gives you the ability to do it. Family is wealth. Ministry is wealth. And I don't mean wealth in money. It's just, just yes, this, yes. this rich feeling of of life and purpose and like you're doing something that matters. Like for the choir night, we didn't we didn't charge anybody. It's, it's literally free offering, you know. Wow. And, you know, you can't bring artists for free. So there is a cost. Um, you just do it. Yeah. You know, I have an idea and if I can pull it off with my team, my ministry team or my solo team, I just I just do it. Um, I don't know. It's funny because people always ask women this question. I don't know. Do they ask men? How do you balance? I don't think anybody ever ask a man that they only ask. You, you know, someone said someone said that before. Right. And I'm always cautious when I'm about to ask that question, especially if I'm asking it. To a woman, but you know, I view it just logistically. I'm looking at this strictly just from a logistics standpoint. Right. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. And I've spoken to others too that are just running around and doing a lot. But you know, I, I have to think about that. Maybe maybe it's a question I just don't ask as much, but just from a no, it's a it's a legit question. Just it's from a, a logistic standpoint. It's a legit question, especially because I don't think um 
the way men tend to family is different than a, the way a woman tends to family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. The house, the children, you know, grocery shopping, all the things. It's how a woman tends to a family is different than a man. So, and that is very important to me. Like I, I cook in my house. Mm-hmm. Like we had, you know, fried chicken and fried fish sandwiches or, you know, yeah. I'll say, oh, I want some deviled eggs or I want a pot roast or, you know, my kids, I want tacos, I want spaghetti, whatever. And I cook at home. Um, because I want them to feel my, I want them to have that experience. It's very important, even at my church, that I be present. So I'm, I sing on the worship team. I am over the women's ministry. Um, I will go and speak to the children and children's ministry. I will uh, be a part of the media and arts. I'm actually in the choir. Like I sing in the soprano okay. section. So, okay. you know, I'm, I'm in there. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. all in there. I don't just sit on the front. Um, I, I speak sometimes. My husband will have me preach sometimes. So um, I'm very much a part. So, yes, the balancing is it's a it's a work of art. It's a it's a masterpiece, a puzzle piece, Lego pieces strategically placed <laughs> in getting rest and traveling days on days off and mm-hmm. things like that. It's it's um, I don't do this by myself. I shout out to my assistants and my you know administrators who make it all happen misty and brooke who organize and structure my life but then there's an agent and there's a manager and you know my husband and all that so we discuss it all what's coming is this birthday Mm -hmm. season is this kid's birthday season Mm -hmm. so like my son's birthday and my birthday are close but they're also dates so i'm like not on this day fly me out that day because i have to go you know be with have to have lunch with zaya so it's just really strategic in that way we knew that we wanted to drive krista down to atlanta to go to spelman um so we were like no shows during this time and they were like oh well you drop her off on the 18th you can do it on the 19th i was like on the 19th i'm gonna be crying i can't do nothing on the 19th after i drop my child off but cry so you know it's yeah. it's making them sensitive to all things erica church mom wife you know vacation time and all that because sometimes i'll go on a date and they'll go oh you do this zoom i'm going stay time Mm. Knowing when to say no, knowing when to say yes is very important. If I am a public success and a private failure, then I'm a failure. Wow. I'm a public success and my kids don't like me. Oh. Failure. You know? Wow. So that's 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 a lot. But no, you 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 said it all just in that one in that one statement as well. Just also knowing when to say no, because again, you know, I'm sure the invites are always gonna keep coming, but knowing knowing when to say no. And then you know the the last question I have here is just from a you you've done a lot so far up until this point right between authors singing on some of the biggest stages a lot of collaborations you've done you know you've achieved a lot of awards is there anything on Erica's bucket list you know you've done TV as well as I mentioned earlier there are some things that you're like you know what in the next few years you know I think I want to you know dedicate some time wherever that time is going to come from but dedicate some time towards this thing. Maybe I want to do a few movies. Maybe I want to do something else. Is there anything there that you're thinking in the next few years you want to tackle? Sure. I want to do a movie. I want to do a feature film. Um, I want to do a world tour. Oh, wow. Um, um, I want to do a bigger Erica Campbell tour, more robust. Um, so many more lives to touch. So many more people to reach. So many were women and young women I want to impact. I really want to start a mentorship for young artists. Um, me and wow. Tina have talked about this extensively, um, and not just via social media, but literally face to face, really imparting and sharing knowledge, usable knowledge 
because you know you can see something usable that literally you can have a blueprint a plan operate this way you know all those things that help you get to um where god has blessed me to get get to and so um yeah a lot of plans a lot of plans i i i love every single one of them you just said and i think also to with the mentorship i think that's that would be huge that's necessary because everyone is out there trying to navigate the best way they can and you know i think having something like that in place would be would be amazing and when that world door happening you know i'll start buying my tickets to all these different countries in advance yes. <laughs> so i can cover up <laughs> come see me in amsterdam paris exactly, exactly. exactly. Long, all of it i'm, I'm with it <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm coming up right now. I know you have several dates, but you're going to be out in Philly for the root, root for the root picnic with uh, with Alan Blackstone. The also to uh, in April, MC Light Warren Campbell presents my block. You guys are going to be there at the Kennedy Center. What are some other dates that you have coming up close by that you care to mention? And just kind of work and everyone just tap into what's going on. All things Erica Campbell, so that they can know what's happening. They can definitely follow me on social media um, or they can go to I'm EricaCampbell.com and uh, check it out. I'm actually singing with the Dallas Symphony Orchestra Ooh. the last week in March. I'll make sure to post that. I'm super excited uh, about that opportunity. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a lot, a lot going on. I'll definitely keep you aware. I'm working on my new record, so I'm trying to not do so much. Oh, so I can just focus on the creative and building and getting ready for this new season of music. I haven't had a record out and since 2014, 2015, 2015 is when Help um, and Help 2.0 came out. So, well, I got ready for that. Actually, sorry, well, you mentioned you work on a new record. I can, you know, I definitely want to make sure I also talk about your most recently released single, Feel All Right, that's available. Yeah right now everywhere that everyone needs to go and get that song but you know and get, get that record but for this for that track feel all right what was the inspiration behind that when you were writing it like the space you were in you know kind of writing that song just ensuring like hey i want to make sure that this message get out there i wanted something to feel like a bruno mars lionel richie with all night long mashup mm. up tempo but declaring how blessed we are, dance along, sing along. I wanted it to be a stadium song where you sing one line and they sing the other line behind you. I wanted that on purpose, but I needed it to to, to empower your faith, um, you know, with the I'm blessed, you know, over and over again at the end. It's just, and it has been, uh, I love that song. Like so many people have told me yeah. that um, I wanted people to, um, have something that they can listen to. So many people have told me that they listen to it in the morning, literally to start their day, yeah. to get ready. Like it gets you, mm -hmm. it gets going, you know? And so I'm super excited about uh, this. And I don't think I've done a song like this before, not by myself. And so I'm really, really happy about it. Hoping it reaches the people, blesses the people. And it's something that they kind of add to their daily music list to just, you know, get you up and going. Yeah, it's definitely on our uh, on our Sunday drive list because my wife puts it on all the time when we're driving to church. We drive about an hour and a half going, about an hour and a half coming back, and it rotates, rotates every single time. She loves it as well, too. Oh, nice. I love it. It's a great, great single for sure. Great record. Message is very positive. And, you know, even even the cover, the cover is just fun. The cover is just, <laughs> you know, it's just something there that just, you know, 
it definitely gravitates to that. So I wanted to make sure we talked about that. That's available everywhere right now. Y'all go on ahead, get that single, get everything having to do with that. And we cannot wait to see all the things that's going to be trickling out with this new record, the new album that's going to be coming. Super, super excited about that. You know, before we, we wrap, can you leave us with a word of encouragement? Could be a prayer, could be encouragement, just something for, you know, anyone that is out there, independent artist, could be a musician, you know, broadcaster now getting started. Just someone that is there, they may be, you know, hit a rut trying to figure out what's really happening in their life this moment. And, you know, what would you say to that person? My husband gave this analogy of blind, buying a plane ticket somewhere. When you buy the ticket, you know where you're going. You know the destination. But the road to the plane, to the flight, is long, right? You got to pack your bags, figure out what you're taking, check the weather where you're going, right? And then you got to get to the airport. Maybe it's a lot of traffic. And then when you get to the airport, you still got to go through TSA. And at TSA, maybe they take some things out of your bag. Maybe you have to go back to ship some things because maybe you brought something that was too big for the journey to be carried in your hands. It needs to be in your luggage, right? And then when you get to the gate, you still have to wait. Is the plane there yet? Once the plane gets there, whoever came on that plane has to deplane. Then they have to clean it. Then you get on the plane. Once you get on the plane, you have to wait on everybody else to get on the plane. Then you take the flight. Sometimes the flight is long. Sometimes the flight is short. Sometimes there's turbulence. Sometimes you have some, you know, turmoil even on the flight. And then you get to your destination. When you think of life in those respects, of all the things leading up to getting to your destination, you're not surprised when there's chaos. You're not surprised when there's a pitfall or or issues or, or rejection or someone says, no, you've just got to keep going because you know your destination. That's in work, but in, in as a believer, heaven is the destination. So if we're really trying to get to heaven and we wanna take someone with us, there's gonna be some chaos. The scripture says in this life, you will have tribulation, but thanks be unto God who always gives us the victory, who always causes us to triumph. So no matter how chaotic and tumultuous the journey, you'll get to the destination. Focus on the destination. Focus on getting there. What is the destination all about? What's going to be waiting on you at the destination? So if you have some chaos trying to get there, it's okay. It's just a part of the journey, but you will get there if you keep going. If you keep pushing, if you rise above, if you understand that chaos and turmoil sometimes go with the process, you'll get there. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm sure everyone is definitely going to appreciate that. You will get there. Guys, this is Erica Campbell. Make sure you get the new single that is out. Feel all right. Make sure you tune in to get up with Erica in the mornings. And that's going to be on, uh, that's going to be 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you tune into that. Follow her on social media. Lots, lots, lots going on. Too much to list. All of that, but she's going to be all over it. Just look for a CD somewhere. If you're yes. going to see her, tune in, check it out. Erica, thank you. Thank you so much. And oh yeah, before I go, I also told my wife that I'm going to make sure, you know, she said hi. Her name is Jeanette. Jeanette, say hi. She said she's a huge fan. And hi, she me Make sure you say hi. Sure, you say that. Uh, hi, Yannette, and thank you for making them listen to the music. Play it as much as you want. Stream it as much as you want. Thank you so much. Awesome. And thank you so much. I appreciate it. You have yourself Absolutely. a great day. You too. All right, take care. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey there, it's Erica Campbell, and you're watching Gospel Music Buzz. <laughs>